happy almost no happy end of november it's already the end of november it's insane that we are already going into the december month it's it's insane that 2023 is starting in a month before we get into our episode i want to do three things first of all i want to say that if you love this podcast, please submit a review. You can submit a review through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I believe on other platforms as well. But I would love if you could leave a review. It helps to spread the word about this podcast. The more reviews there are, the higher on the list this podcast will be for people who are searching for podcasts about mediumship, psychic abilities, the paranormal, the supernatural. And second, If you want to support the podcast when it comes to the tech equipment, I'm helping to run the podcast on its host, which prevents any ads from coming through. The reason you don't hear ads is because I pay to publish this podcast. And I do use the money that I make from my readings with people one-on-one, and I have used my own money um, from my own nine-to-five job to support the podcast and to pay for its subscription service so that you don't have to hear any ads. If you want to help with that, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash JuanThirdEye, and you could support me there. Vanessa has donated. I'm so grateful to you, Vanessa. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And thirdly, before we get into the topic of today's podcast episode, I want to read something that was left as a comment on my YouTube video for um for the YouTube version of my podcast episode focused on sleep paralysis. This is Chantel Wright, who heard the story, heard my story about my own experience of sleep paralysis, and heard my thoughts on that podcast episode, as many of you did, about sleep paralysis, what I think it might be. We kind of ended the podcast a little ambiguously, like we don't know why it happens. <laughs> there is scientific proof that it does happen. But here's what Chantel said. Hey Juan, I can tell you my story of sleep paralysis. It was a little different than your experience. It happened about three to four years ago. My sister and I used to live together in a pretty nice basement apartment. There wasn't a bad vibe about the place, but my family does have a history of being pretty in tune of certain things, either through dreams, etc. And at this time, we both had a lot of weird dreams too. So I was sleeping one night and remember waking up randomly because I thought I could hear my sister outside my door in the kitchen. I remember feeling drowsy, but at this time I didn't know I couldn't move yet. With my eyes closed, I was just listening because it sounded like someone was in my room. I figured it was my sister's boyfriend looking for something in the room because he used to live with us at the time. Maybe he kept the lights off so he wouldn't disturb me. I felt like the bed at the foot pressed down. So I, I think she, I, I think uh, Chantel, you meant to say that you felt the, the foot of your bed, something pressing down on the foot of your bed. And then beside me indent, like someone was getting into the bed or sitting on the bed. This is when I opened my eyes and tried to call out to ask what he or they were looking for, but nothing was coming out. I couldn't talk. And when I looked around the room, no one was around. I tried to scream because someone has to be in my room to like call for my sister because my bed definitely moved. My room was really dark and the only light was from outside under my door, which is probably why I couldn't see anyone, but I felt someone was there. This is also when I realized that the light that is coming into the room was red, not white. (laughs) And Chantel put next to the word red an upside down smiley face like, "Mm," and next to not white, a crying emoji. (laughs) 
I swear, as soon as I could get up, it felt like I ran a marathon, how, uh, how hard I was trying to get up out of the bed. Thanks. Thank you so much, Chantel, for sharing your story. Um, it's unsettling. Sleep paralysis is really unsettling. I've only had the one experience. I know there are people out there that have sort of like a chronic a chronic condition with sleep paralysis that sometimes occurs for some people. And yeah, some people have really intense experiences. For some people, they kind of embrace it. There is a really wonderful podcast uh, called, I believe it's called The Energy Medium. And uh, the host, Ray, talks about her own experience with sleep paralysis. She has a whole episode focused on it. And her experience was really interesting and seemed to be really healing. And they do say, some people do say that sleep paralysis is an experience with your shadow self or with, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't want to say unconscious, maybe subconscious, subconscious, unconscious re, uh, interaction with trauma that may be held in your body. So Chantel, thank you for sharing your story. I really, really appreciate it. And in the spirit of Chantel's storytelling, I encourage anyone who wants to submit their experience of sleep paralysis or with something separate like a ghost story or paranormal interaction with something or experience to please share your story with me in a comment on my YouTube channel in one of the videos, or you can send an email to me through my website, juanfranciscospirit.com. So I'm going to wing today's episode. I know that this episode comes a day late. Being away for the holidays, for the holiday of United States Thanksgiving, I know Canada has a different Thanksgiving date. I was with family for the holiday and I've, I've just been so busy that I didn't have a chance to record an extra episode before I left for the holiday. And uh, I'm sure most of you understand, but here I am. And I was going to focus on the topic of as seen on TV, like psychics and mediums on TV and how so many psychics and mediums feel like they're trying to live up to the standard of what people see on TV. But I'm going to reserve that for another day in the new year, actually, in 2023. I recently have been feeling a lot and I want to share about it. And it's going to be a very vulnerable episode. Y'all know that I'm really good at getting vulnerable. I'm an open book for the most part. But I really want to open up about how I've been how I've been feeling recently. And it's been shocking me how I've been feeling recently. So for those of you who are not familiar with my quote unquote shortcoming of age to mediumship and psychic abilities, I realized I had these abilities about hmm, two years ago, a year and a half ago now, whenever, maybe early 2021, almost two years ago. But I didn't realize I had the, the ability of mediumship until ex almost exactly a year ago, just over one year ago in fall, late summer, fall of 2021. And since then, it's been quite quite the journey and quite the adventure. Because on the one hand, I was wowed by this ability that I never knew I had. But I, I do believe we all have it. And on the other hand, I was 
a little nervous and afraid and intimidated because this is <laughs> it's like opening a Pandora's box. Like now I realize I can do this. What am I can do harm with this I, without even knowing it? I could hurt somebody because I'm opening up such a vulnerable point in, in their, in their own journey by bringing up a loved one who's passed. And that scares me still. It scared me and it still scares me once in a while. But in the recent past, in the recent, in the past, maybe few, several, in the past few months, I mean to say, I have learned to embrace that feeling and just trust what comes through, that what comes through is going to be for the benefit of the person listening and that I'm going to get something out of it too. It's going to be a good learning process for me. And in the past month, I was, I have been struggling with my faith. Now, faith for many people is a very loaded word because I think many people hear faith and they think organized religion because organized religion tends to use the word faith a lot, especially the Christian religion. And I grew up within the Christian religion. But when I say faith, I attach no organized ideology to it, no religion to it, just faith as in the the trust in the universe, trust in the other side, and trust in God, what I believe as to be God, capital G-O-D, God, which is how I believe in, in my higher power and how I refer to it. I've been struggling with my faith to the point at which I I will do readings, whether it's in mediumship circle on Instagram live. And after I do a reading that I know brought forward evidential information from a loved one on the other side, even after that, I will feel, (laughs) I'll ask myself, is this really happening? Is this real? Or am I just reading things psychically? Like, am I even in touch with someone on the other side? Now, I know that some of you will hear that, and maybe some of you I've done readings for on Instagram Live or one-on-one in a Zoom session, and you might feel a little surprised to hear that. And I want to tell you, if you've had a reading with me or thought about having a reading with me, that this doesn't discount or doesn't mean that your loved one didn't come through. This is just my own personal struggle with my faith. I know that they're there. I know that there's another side, an other side. (laughs) that there is a heaven, there is a life after the physical life. I know this, but I think in the past month, I've been overthinking it all. And I've, I've shared about my fear of death in a past podcast episode, and that's been getting to me recently. And I think it's my fear of death that both drive me, that both drives me to explore mediumship even more and do this and, and love it because I do love it. And it also drives me to get really nervous and clammy and, and want to doubt and fear. And I think I've been giving a lot into the latter, that latter state of mind. And so this is what I've been thinking recently. Okay. Let's say that none of this is real. There is no other side, which is a depressing thing for me to think because that's not what I believe. But let's say there is no other side. 
And when I'm doing a mediumship reading, I'm what I'm reading is the person's psychic energy. Maybe that's real. Maybe I'm just tapping into their energy and what's going on in their life and what's what's in their memory of the person who passed rather than talking to the person who passed. I've considered that. Maybe that's what's happening. But <laughs> my brain wants to overthink that part of me that's doubtful, doubting Thomas kind of energy. But this other part of me is like, no, but you've done readings where you've told people that their loved one's going to send them this sign and then it happens a week later. That's weird. Could it be telling the future? Maybe, but I personally don't know if I believe in telling, in telling the future 100%. I think we can give a vague idea of what the future can look like. And I think there are people who are gifted. Eh, I kind of take back what I said. I know people who are gifted in telling the future, but I know that's not my strong suit. So I need to not blanket statement. I want to take back what I said. I personally don't want to predict the future. So I know it's not me predicting the future when I've told somebody he's going to send you birds. And then a week or two later, three birds are flying right behind someone's car while they're driving. <laughs> um, so let's say, let's say it's just me reading psychic energy. Well, that's, that's a wonderful ability to explore and to hone in on, but it doesn't provide evidence that the loved one is still around, that their energy is still around. It just, it just implies or just, it, it explicitly, really explicitly is a statement of, well, I'm a person who can read your memory and how you remember that person, but that's it. It's just me reading you. But the thing is, like, I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm getting used to how mediumship feels, but I just don't feel my faith as strongly in the last month. And I think there's a lot that is playing into this. Number one, time is going by so flippin' fast. I turned 30 this year in May, and it's already the end of 2022 in the next month. My parents are getting older. My brother is, who's four years younger than I am. He is in the second half of his 20s. I have only one grandparent who's left, and it freaks me out. I got to admit, it freaks me out. I get emotional just saying all that because, and, and yesterday I was with my parents looking through old photographs of myself as a kid, of my grandparents when they got married, and and I didn't say anything, but my dad actually said, Okay, I want to stop looking at this. I'm getting depressed. And my mother was like, well, why are you depressed? You, you, you should feel happy. Like, these are memories you get to keep. And he says, I know nobody get depressed. And I actually understood what he meant. Because when I look at old photographs, I think, oh, those good old days. Things felt simpler when I was younger. And, oh, when people were younger and they weren't sick and, and they were in a wheelchair. And, oh, my goodness. And I miss them. And... And I have this really big struggle with time. I really do. And some people have asked me, you know, you're a medium. How could you be so afraid of time? The time we have in our life and how quickly it goes by. Or, or how could you be afraid of death? And to be honest, I just am. I just am. And it's something I've talked about with my therapist. And I know I'm not the only medium who's afraid of death or who has been afraid of death. I've met a medium or two who 
has told me they used to be afraid of death, and so they delved more into this work. So I know I'm not alone. But, you know, to, I just, I can't explain how at the age of four, I used to think about the day I would die and I would have a panic attack in the back of my parents' car. That's just how I was as a kid. And growing up, I, it's just panic attacks come once a month for me about death. It's insane. And yet I do this work. But I think there's this, there's this point at which that fear of death has really, felt pronounced in the last few months. And it has fed into this feeling of doubt of like, well, I'm too afraid of what's on the other side. I'm too afraid of what's to come after I die. So maybe I just don't want to think about it at all. And then I'm having this mindset while I'm doing readings. And it's like a very, I mean, I'm able to do readings and do them well for people. But there's this distance I have with spirit. It's like a boundary that I don't need to put up. And I just, I really want to break down that boundary because I, I can feel the fear I have and it makes me doubt. And that's not, doesn't feel healthy, doesn't feel good for me. But, you know, last night um, I was, uh, well, two nights ago, when, when you're listening to this, it will have been two nights ago for me. Two nights ago, I was laying in bed and I was feeling anxious about coming back to New York City after being with my family. And I worry about my family and their their health, their safety, but mostly their health because my parents are getting older. And thank goodness I live only three hours drive away, two hours train ride away. I don't live across the country. So if anything happens, I could head over there as quickly as I can. But I still get nervous. So I had a trouble falling asleep and I was thinking about all of this and it's what made me it's what made me want to do this podcast episode and wing it with you. And oh, what was the point I was trying to make? Two nights ago, I had trouble sleeping. Ah, and I I told God, I said, please help me get my faith back. Please help me to just please just help me. <laughs> please help me to feel okay again, to get my faith back. Because Without having my faith, I tend to feel even more lonely. And it's not loneliness to the point where I, I, I ignore the love that people have for me in my life and the support people have, have that they send my way continuously. The friendships I have, the family I have, the people I connect with, none of that is lost on me. It's just, it's all of that. And experiencing this loneliness of like, and having this existential crisis, many crisis slash crisis in my head. And I just said, God, please help me to get, please help me get my faith back. Please help me to have faith again. And I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to share it. I just got back to New York City yesterday on the train and I'm in my building. And <laughs> I wasn't going to share this. Oh, share it. Y'all are going to hear my human side. This is my point of this podcast is to add a human element to psychic ability, mediumship and all of this stuff. So here we go. I get to my building and I have a digital, um, digital lock system in my building and my key wasn't working. So they had to like change some technical things and that delayed me getting breakfast. Right. So I got breakfast maybe 30, 20, 30 minutes later than I wanted to from the local cafe. And I came back with my breakfast, got into the elevator, and I'm in the elevator with somebody that I've seen a lot in the elevators in the last almost 
well, couple years that I've been in this building. And I've always found them very attractive, right? And I tend to get kind of nervous around people that I want to, you know, talk to, that I find attractive. Like, I think being on the dating apps and being on the phone has really made a lot of us shyer, in my opinion. More shy, rather. And so I noticed them, and I, they say first, good morning. I say, oh, good morning. And I turn to look at the elevator door while it's closed to avoid eye contact, with, as I do with everybody in New York City, as many of us do in New York City. And before I get to my floor, I just turn and say, you know, I know we run across each other a lot in the elevators. I'm Juan. And they say, oh, I'm, and then they say their name. And I said, it's nice to meet you. They said, nice to meet you too. And this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous to some of you, but this is just how I felt. That gave me this burst of some hope. And it has nothing to do with someone I found attractive. It has less to do with that and more to do with... I connected with somebody for a slight moment, even though we don't really know each other. I connected with somebody for a brief moment and I felt empowered because I was the one to start the conversation with the person. And I'm just going to say this and put it out there. It may sound crazy, but I personally feel like that little feeling of hope and excitement was a feeling that spirit sent to me, that God sent to me. And I think I'm forgetting now, this happened, what, several hours ago, as I'm speaking now, (laughs) several hours ago. And I, I think I even said, thank you, God, for that interaction. Thank you. Because it put a pep in my step. And I don't think anything is a mistake. And I mentioned the whole breakfast thing and the delay with the technology, technological like key system, because I could have been on the elevator even earlier with my breakfast, going back to my studio apartment, but I wasn't. I was in the elevator at that time with that person. I don't know. I was watching this movie with my with my brother, uh, 500 Days of Summer. It's one of my favorite movies. I had not seen it in maybe 10 years, a really long time. And at the end of it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character asks Zoe Deschanel's character, like, why? Because she's, she's married now at this point. They had been broken up for a while. And she said, why? He asks her, why? Why didn't you? Why didn't it work? Why him? <laughs> why? What made you so sure with him? And she says, well, because I was sure of something that I wasn't sure of with you. And she says, I was just in a cafe reading Picture of Dorian Gray when this man comes up to me and asks me about it. And now he's my, now he's my husband. What if I had gone to another cafe? What if I didn't feel like going out that day? What if I, what if I decided to go to the park instead? And she says, you know, you, that's when I thought that, that's when I thought, I think his name is Tom in the movie. That's when I thought Tom was right. You used to talk about fate and how things are meant to be. And I used to not believe you. I'm paraphrasing now, but I used, I used to not believe you. And I, then I realized after I met my husband, like, Tom, you were right. And that really got to me because it's so true. Things may seem like they happen by chance, but really, we, are, we can make such different decisions in our life that could change the course of our lives forever. We see movies about this, right? Like the butterfly effect. You change one thing, one decision you've made, it could change everything. So if I had not had that tech problem in the building this morning, I would have not have been in the elevator with that person. 
and been able to say good morning to them and exchange names. Now, TBD, I won't be sharing this again, but for my own mental note, TBD (laughs) on what happens after that. (laughs) Perhaps a date. I don't know. They could be taken. And for all I know, I don't even know. I'll find out. But... (laughs) But I got to interact with somebody and I put a pep in my step and I'm going to be grateful for that moment. So that is what keeps me going. It's little moments like that in the midst of all the doubt that I feel, all the lack of surety. Is that a word? Sure. S-U-R-E-T-Y. Sure. T. I think it is. All the lack of certainty. This is the thing. There's a huge part of me and my personality that loves certainty. I want to know how things are going to turn out. I want to know everything up front so I don't take any risks. And that's my issue. I don't I have a tendency to to be afraid of taking risks, to be afraid of uncertainty and what's going to happen next. And I think that plays a lot into my fear of death and it plays a lot into the anxiety I still get when I do readings sometimes. And That may be a faux pas, if that's the right phrase, to say like, yeah, I get anxiety when I do readings. Yes, I do. And if you're someone who's thought about doing a reading with me or who has done a reading with me, yeah, that's it's normal to have anxiety as as a reader. For me, it's normal, but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything about how I want to show up for you as the person receiving the reading. And it's also something that. And the reason that I my prices are what they are right now is because I am beginning as a, a business person in this sphere of, of doing mediumship readings, tarot readings. I'm a beginner. And I think I'm a beginner because, because I am learning how to manage my human emotions and intellect so it doesn't contaminate a reading. And until I feel confident that I have the, the great feedback from people who get readings from me, that I all the feedback that I can get and that I have more years under my belt until those two things happen I will continue to keep my prices the way they are which I wouldn't increase them frequently anyways if it if this all weren't the case but to me it's important to keep my prices where they are because I'm beginning in my business journey with mediumship and tarot card readings and I want to keep collecting feedback from people on how their readings are going until I feel really confident that this is what I'm meant to do and to continue to do it, at least as a business, and until I feel confident that people are really getting something out of their readings that the majority of people are, I'm going to keep calling myself a beginner. But maybe I'll always call myself a beginner. And maybe that will give me space by always having a beginner mindset to be anxious, because it's normal. It's normal to be anxious. I mean, I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting people's emotions and their, sometimes their traumas And their relationships with their deceased loved ones at the center of the call, at the center of the reading. And that is no light responsibility. I have the responsibility to be be fair, number one, to be honest, number two, and to be gentle, number three, as gentle as I can be. And also as unbiased as I can be, too. There have been things that have come up in readings with people that outside of readings I may have opinions about, but in a reading, I know spirit has no judgment whatsoever. So I have to come to a reading prepared to not express judgment and to not let my own judgments 
cloud what spirit is trying to tell the person. Because spirit does not have judgment. And because of that, because of that belief I have about spirit and judgment, I believe that my anxiety is something that I just have to embrace and not worry about. So back to the to the main reason for this podcast episode today. I, I feel even better after sharing this with you, honestly. Doubt. Doubt is normal, isn't it? I remember when I was a kid, after Mother Teresa passed, her journal or diary was released to the public or someone read it, and there was this headline, Mother Teresa expressed doubt in God, something like that. And the news anchor proceeded in saying that there was a journal entry that Mother Teresa wrote where she expresses, even in the midst of her work in Calcutta and, and those and those communities that she helped, those impoverished communities that she involved herself in, while doing all that work, she was doubting the existence of God. She was doubting the existence of God, of a God that would allow this to happen to people. Now, Mother Teresa is recognized by the Catholic Church. So if someone like Mother Teresa can hold the space for herself to experience doubt in some points in her life, while being in the public eye, but in her private life, expressing, feeling that doubt. How much more do we deserve the space to give ourselves to feel what we need to feel on our journeys? Doesn't mean we are less of a reader, less of a medium, less of a choker reader, less of a Reiki master. We are human beings doing this work. And I have to remind myself of that. I'm a human being doing this work. Now, something I decided to do for the next week is take a break from readings. I haven't had a lot of booked readings in the recent months, but just in case, I blocked off the whole next week from anyone booking a reading with me because I need to reset this week. I need to recharge. After being away for holiday, coming back into the groove of New York City before I go back to my parents and my brother in three or four weeks, I need at least a week right now to just like get things done in my home life. So... I have to give myself space to be human, right? And I hope this, I mean, I don't know if this isn't going to help anybody, but I hope that this helps you feel like you can give yourself some space to be human. We don't have to be super men, super women, super people. We just have to show up for ourselves in the best way we can and show up for other people in the way that we can that doesn't hurt us or them, you know? Yeah. Thanks for listening to my it's not a rant. It's not a vent. It's just me expressing myself and how I've been feeling. Because it's felt tough. And the imposter syndrome can feel real when these feelings come up. Like, do I deserve to be a medium or a tarot card reader if I feel these feelings? But the fact of the matter is, things have happened in my life and the life of other people that I just have no reason to doubt that are real. Loved ones appearing to people in full body form. Loved ones talking to people in their dreams before they pass the next day or the next morning. Wild things that I've heard that people have no reason to lie about and and gain no profit by sharing it. So there's something there. It's just my human monkey mind, as people call it sometimes, is getting in the way of me having that faith and that belief. And I really want to work on my faith. And 
listen, I even believe the Catholic Pope probably struggles with faith because he's human too. They may call him the Holy Father, but he's human too. Maybe the Dalai Lama sometimes struggles with faith too. And faith is the belief in something regardless of the evidence, right? In mediumship, my job is to present evidence, but it's also to confirm someone's faith. And I mean, maybe there is evidence everywhere. We just don't notice it or want to notice it or see it, right? Hmm. Food for thought. Food for thought. Well, the next episode of Third Eyesight will be the last one for the year. I am going to, in the spirit of this, of some things I mentioned this episode, I am going to take a break for the second half or the, the last three weeks, I think, of December. I'm going to take a break from recording podcast episodes so I can refresh, recharge, come back strong in 2023 with new content for you, some new interviews. And the next episode is hopefully going to be another empowering one that's less about me and more about you. So stay tuned for that. And until then, if you have a question or topic you want me to cover on Third Eyesight, head to my website, juanfranciscospirit.com slash contact and send a message my way. If you really enjoyed this episode, leave a review wherever you listen. I'd really appreciate it.